we do it like we do it like we do it cuz no one can do it like we do it like we do it like we do it Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gumbelson and Lee Rodswell, along with my co-hosts Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. Welcome to the Bravo Breakdown. Happy New Year! Okay, I'm I'm gonna be <laughs> And then we're just like, oh my gosh. I'm going to be Larry David for the moment. <laughs> there we go. That's his name. That's his name. I'm going to be like, I don't think we can say Happy New Year anymore. But it's the first time we're saying it to our listeners. So I guess we can get away with it. Yeah. So like, Happy Year. Happy 2024. There we go. Okay. That's acceptable. Yeah. It's the only we one you're getting people. The <laughs> we took a break for New Year's week. So we're back. New Year, same us. Yeah. We never change. It's okay. <laughs> The deeper we go in time, the more shallow we get. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. We should we should make a note that Nate is not with us um, this week because he is being treated at the Evelyn Cohen Ward for Social Diseases at St. Luke's Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, we won't say how he, why he's there, or how. But yeah, we won't I say the disease or anything that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy dose of antibiotics, and he should be back with us next week. Some some experimental uh, mercury uh, treatments. You know, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. You know, some penicillin. Let's go back to Victorian times. It's okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. All good. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, on that festive note, I guess we should dive right into it. Which is, I mean, this is the Bravo breakdown. What this week has been dominated by Salt Lake City. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought? I hate to, you know, like my whole my whole mind wraps around revolves around Beverly Hills, and so to say, Salt Lake stole this week. I'm sorry, it was magnificent. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the fact that Salt Lake stole Beverly Hills, like like retail space from mm-hmm. your mind, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, because basically, I mean, you are an internet troll and an internet troll trolled everybody. I know. That's what I have to say. Like, I should open with saying, I'm sure, pretty sure Monica is a horrible, toxic demon gremlin, but I have to salute her achievements here. I mean, she gives hope to all of us who spend time on social media tormenting Real Housewives. Don Gunvalson, bravo, in fitting with the network. Bravo, bravo, Monica. I'm so proud of her. Slash scared of her. You are proud of her. (laughs) Yes, as we should be. She's people are like she shouldn't be on the casting arm. Like she absolutely effing should be on the cast. Mm -hmm. Hello, like she didn't. I don't think she's a great person or anything like that. She definitely has a lot of shit going on about her. But at the same time, at least she's not stealing money from old people like mm-hmm. and going to federal prison. She's not she's not a great person. But I mean, she brought some drama and F and A. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> look, she's the reason we're talking about this show. I mean, that it's like the headline mm-hmm. of the week. And also, like I've said before, Oftentimes, the worst humans make the best real housewives. We're not watching for 
our neighbor going to the grocery store. I mean, she's chaos beyond, like beyond belief. Even I'm like shocked by her. Yeah. Dazzled. (laughs) I mean, look, this, this, this isn't real housewives of, you know, the Baptist church here. Although Mm -hmm. honestly, the way that I know the people, women in the Baptist church, that could be a great, that could be a great (laughs) reality show. (laughs) I I think that's called the righteous gemstones. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Oh, I thought I thought it was funny, and I don't know exactly quite how to articulate articulate it, but I I was kind of on Heather's side until her final speech, where she finally admitted that Jin Shaw gave her the black eye, which we all knew, but we just were like, "Finally, you mm. said it! Finally, the the Camille grammar of it all, and now you said it. Now we know." Um, but. It was when she basically was admitting that they they covered up for Jin Shaw and they put up with Jin Shaw, you know, treating them poorly for years. And then she's kind of equating Jin Shaw with Monica. And I was like, the two are actually different. The two are separate people, mm-hmm. even though Monica did hang out with Jin Shaw. And I think she learned a lot from Jin Shaw. So I think there's something going on there, like birds of a fla- feather flock together. So I. But just like I said the like a few weeks ago, is like we shouldn't assume that Monica stole um, Lisa Barlow's ring just because she's poor. I don't think we should think that Monica's a thief just because Jen Shaw's a thief. We can think that she's other things, um, which turns out she kind of is. But you know, but at the same time, like. I was kind of like, Heather, you had me until you just started admitting to me that you were lying about all this stuff of putting up with all the stuff that Jen Shaw was going through and dealing with when guess what? I feel like a lot of those victims of Jen Shaw could have really used you and Meredith and Lisa and Whitney all standing up for those victims and saying, yo, mm-hmm. that was bad. We're not, we're not standing behind her. We're not going to go to New York for her trial and stuff like that. Like, honestly, like F that. So Heather kind of lost me there. I was like, "Eh, I'm not totally on your side here. What did she go on? Um, Was it watch what happens live or was it at a reunion or both? She was like on a tour standing by like stand by your man, stand by standing by her Jen. I mean, no matter what she says, I'm her friend and I will be there for her. She punched her in the face. And Mm -hmm. I mean, she was the most obstinate, diehard supporter of the real criminal monica plays around on instagram mm-hmm. and twitter and heather acts like shocked and like beyond mm-hmm. and might i add i've talked about it a little bit before on the pod and my business dealing with heather she screwed me over and so i we're not talking mm-hmm. in my opinion not the most ethical honest person um, so I just mean that woman is not a saint. Maybe she picked up a few lessons from Jen Shaw. But um, so I have personal experience with her and I'm like, Team Heather. I mean, no, take that back. Team Monica. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> My troll queen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I think, I think Monica is a very reactive type of person. And I think her starting reality Vontis was a reaction to something big there, Mm -hmm. but like, whatever, whatever. I, I don't have enough space in my brain to care that much about it. 
<laughs> just that makes space like mm-hmm. makes sense like i care just enough to like gossip about it but not really like try to dig too much into it because we're gonna find out i mean i just appreciate that nobody leaked this like that's true. truly was like the day of everybody was like whoa like this is amazing yeah i wonder if screeners even went out for this because this this um finale was very i mean the entire cast was quiet i didn't see um I didn't see prominent uh, accounts that get the screeners hinting at what the reveal was. It was very tight-lipped. Yeah, well, people are all like, oh, producers had to know, casting had to know. I do have a a couple inside sources at casting, and casting says that they did not know that that she was reality Vontese. So what that says about producers, I don't know. My opinion is... This is my theory, just mine, Stacey mm-hmm. Connors. That's it. My theory is that um, that the cast members, like Heather, Meredith, they kind of put this shit together. They figured it out during the season, and they kind of planned this reveal together without the producers knowing. You know what I mean? Because I mean, because then that makes it more real. Like sometimes you don't want to include the producers on your reveal because. Yeah, because it flies back in your face. But yeah, yeah, like there's that's that's my opinion. But that's also not. But I also don't care enough to like die on a hill of it. Like I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. You know, like Heather's a very good liar. Well, she's not a very good liar. Yeah. Heather's a liar. She's not a very good liar at yeah. times. So, um, but. But at the same time, at, at the same time, Meredith's reaction to her being reality Vontese, that seemed pretty genuine because like her reaction when Heather showed her her black eye was pretty much the same, which was just this utter shock of, of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, maybe just Heather knew the almost the entire time and was like, this is my moment here. Yeah, like Heather, I feel had to know. We know now that Jen Shaw had actually filed a cease and desist against Monica for reality Von Teese back in, I think, a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's like, I think this Heather knew, though, giving her credit begrudgingly, that this was going to be her moment. This was going to be, maybe that's why she kept it to herself. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, Heather had, Heather, I don't believe she found out on that trip. She had to have, like, known going in. Right. Yeah. Well, granted, she was saying that she basically knew beforehand and that it was confirmed on that trip. So maybe Mm. that's it there. Um, Maybe that's Mm. where, like, the partial truth is. But I don't know. Also, when it comes to the cease and desist, some people are just like, oh, this is the most, like, there it is. But now maybe somebody who is an actual lawyer in the state of Utah could correct me here. But... A cease and desist is not necessarily a legally binding document, and it's not something that has to go through a you know a court clerk. Mm-hmm. And so, this is something that is just sent from one lawyer to a person, or from one lawyer to another lawyer. Mm-hmm. So, it's not necessarily something that's in the public domain that is easy to find, as far as I know, um, when it comes to things. So, somebody could correct me, but they need to be a lawyer 
or like a county clerk or something like that. Yeah. Um, don't, so, but this isn't something where you just go and you find this in filings. You can just, you know, pay a lot of money to the county clerk's office and get this filing. Cease and desists are sent all the time. Whether they decide to make it public, that is on either ends, either inside. Whether or not yeah, they, decide I was to make thinking. It so my thinking was like with the friendships and everything. Like maybe Jen had told her. Like I figured out who that bit that bitch is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I know it's certainly exciting, and I mean we have the reunion part one coming up this week, and so that'll be yeah. interesting. So yeah. I've seen I've seen um, people have been circulating kind of a breakdown of what the three episodes will be like the topics and I think the first one goes right into Monica. Of course, the other thing too, which could backfire on the housewives, uh, the other housewives like Heather, if they think this is going to ice her out of the show, get rid of Monica. I'm sorry. I don't think revealing that someone, a cast member is a horrible, horrible person drives them away from the show. I mean, how will they top, how would they top it next season? Right. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm talking about. The I mean, show. look how many people are wanting, like begging for Lisa Rinna to come back this season to, you know, Beverly Hills who are like wanting Rinna out last mm-hmm. season. Now they want her back. Like people would want Nanak back. We just, we love a villain. Yeah, like we need a villain. We're chasing so, the dragon. I mean, we if they get rid of Monica, what will they have next season? Um, more of Heather's book. I mean, it's kind of like she made the Monica made this season. <laughs> That's why we're talking about it. And in the end, as horrible as she might be, it's a it's a game of fame. And if we're talking about it. Then the show's doing its job. Mm-hmm. Yup. This is, by the way, this I'm I am kind of genuine, as impressed as I am by uh, Monica. I'm slightly terrified of her, so this isn't one of me like sending out sending out a wink. Like if you want to be my friend, I'm not gonna like stay away from me. But um, <laughs> this isn't one of, you're not. I don't plan on pursuing a selfie or a friendship with that woman. I mean, she does kind of scare me. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way that doesn't excite me. I, you know, I'm drawn to these kind of like complicated thing. No, I'm like, she probably reminds me of people from my past. I'm like, no. One thing we did tweet out on PCP, though, it's on IG too, where Monica made a big mistake is not selling the night of the reveal, having Reality Von T's merch ready to go. She could have, I mean, that was that night. Right. She could she could have paid off the Ranger over lease or whatever. I mean, people were like people would die for it, and she didn't have any merch. She didn't have a business plan. I still haven't seen. I check once in a while. I haven't seen her selling merch. She needs she needs to take some tips from Lala. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. send it to Daryl. Lala's always on top of the merch. Lala's always on top of the merch. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of lawyers, send it to Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> like, Daryl, tell us about cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> Are they public knowledge? Tell us about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, bringing it back, to, do we have more to say about Salt Lake or should we bring it back to our ladies? 
I think we have the reunion coming up. I can't wait to hear her explain herself. Oh, by the way, too, one more point from Monica I thought about. She didn't run away from the accusations. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, that's another sign where I'm like, she she needs to come back next season. She stood her ground. She did not run away. And she showed up to the reunion. So I'm like, mm-hmm. they're paid to fight and she's ready to fight. So she did her job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the girl's ready to be on TV. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's what I think, too, is I think that she's been she's been ready for this. Yeah. And, yeah, she's been ready to take her snowflake. Like, she's been ready for this. So this is, this is part of a plan. Yeah. And I'm not against it, at least not at this point. I could turn on her at any moment. But yeah, know, yeah. Like, we don't know what's going to come out of her mouth at the reunion. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and look, there's also things that like th- that relationship with her mother and I think her mother is a terrible person, but and so in some ways it doesn't surprise me the person that Monica can be because mm-hmm. of how she was raised or who she was raised by. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I think she, you know, it's it's the whole 80s drug ad I learned it by watching you type of thing. And I mm-hmm. think she did. I think she did learn a lot by watching her mom. Yeah. All right, let's go to Beverly Hills. Yes. Let's go to these ladies. Back, back where my back back to my your um, wheelhouse. Yeah, my home away from home. <laughs> my preferred zip code. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can't say that Nate is not here because he saw Sutton cheating on him again. But we can't not say that Nate is not here because he saw Sutton cheating on him again. Yeah, he may have had a little bit <laughs> of a breakdown. The- <laughs> he may it was hard for him. Okay, he could forgive last week because the date went terribly. Um, but Sutton put herself back out there again and seemed to hit it off with the guy. Too much for Nate to handle. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was a lot. But she blind date him but, once. But, but, but I was happy for Sutton. I yeah. mean, this one they seemed to connect. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, cheat on Nate once. Shame on. Yeah, you. they did seem to connect. Yeah. <laughs> seemed nice. <laughs> Wonder if she had like, yeah. I forget this guy's name, but. See, I did like the conversation before the date where she's like, VP of sales. I know what was going through her mind. She's like, what does that mean, VP of sales? Oh, yeah. She's like, she's like, is this like some fly-by-night? Is this she's like, fly-by? oh, he only makes 300 grand a year. Yeah, yeah. She was totally, and the girl, the girl's like, no, no, that's like a business. He's a businessman. Like, especially like VP titles get thrown around. And I Sutton was smart in that moment. She was sizing him up financially. Yeah, she was. She was. It's just funny because I was working on a show and there was a guy and he was around this this man's age and he wasn't this man though, but, and he was, he was an account manager in sales. And then it was talking about how like he had been like an SVP and a VP and like, so, so, and I was like, why are you an account manager now? I was like, what has happened to you? I was like, "Mm, I have a lot of questions. Like I used to be in sales and I know that we've got like all these random, you know, names for salespeople, Mm -hmm. but if you're an account manager, that's pretty like much the lowest of the low when it comes to being sales. Like that's entry level sales positions. Mm -hmm. Like, 
mm, no. <laughs> like if you formerly were an SVP of sales at a company and you're now an account manager, something really, really bad happens. Was so, on the job. <laughs> at least this guy is the age that he is, right? Yeah. Somebody touched somebody, somebody broke somebody <laughs> or said somebody or sent, said the, <laughs> sent the wrong email. Yep. After hours, like, no. At least this guy still has a job yeah. and he's tall and he has a full head of hair, Sutton. Like, be so grateful. Like, honey, it's still so hard. Also, speaking about Sutton, oh my gosh, girl, like, I just saw a meme on Instagram that I, I almost barfed because apparently Whitney Sudler Smith is three years older than Sutton. He's 55 and she's 52. Wow. Yeah. How to pro like I double checked it. I double checked. I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. It's so weird. I think it's just like, here's my thinking on what because it's hard for me to process too. Whitney is literally an Peter Pan mama's boy. And so we don't, you know, mm -hmm. we don't have that. It's hard to gauge his age. Not that he looks so young or acts so youthful. It's just he's kind of drifting no. in life. We don't have like kids or something to kind of carbon date him you know or place him he's he thinks he's a teenager where Sutton with her kids and her formal house and her southern Patricia Altschul manners can come off a little bit older like remember the other week when she when she referred when she called herself Kyle, like Kyle's younger sister I was like what you're younger like Yes. <laughs> like, huh? So, I mean, that was a trip. She's, they would be a good match, at least. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's Southern. Mother, daughter. I mean, I don't think maybe personality-wise, but on paper, bravo. <laughs> bravo. Patricia, I know they're friends. Sutton and Patricia know we have visited each other. Um. Yeah. Look, yeah. they would be a perfect, especially if he was on his second marriage and already had kids, mm -hmm. like that would be a perfect match yeah. for him in that sense. And maybe for her too, but no, because A, well, I don't think Whitney should have children, yeah. <laughs> but look, not everybody should be a parent. Let's, let's reason I don't have kids. <laughs> so like, look, not everybody should be a parent. I don't think necessarily Whitney should be a parent, but if he, but he's also that type of guy who would totally have, he would be a Tony Randall. He would have his first kid at like 70 years old. Mm. He's totally going to be that man. Like, hello, Al Pacino, you yeah. know, hello, Robert De Niro. Let's just, let's just do it. And that's, that's the thing. Those are his, like, you know, you know, his idols and things like that. So yeah, he thinks he's Leonardo DiCaprio, but he's not. Yeah. Anyway, I got off the, I got off the subject, yeah. but um, anyway, anywho. Well what were yeah. the other big ones this um, week in Beverly? I mean, okay, I guess it would be we have. Where should we start first? With Crystal or with Garcelle and Dorit? Well, let's start with Crystal real quick because that's really quick. Yeah. Because the, uh, finally, finally, I have I've given in to the writing on the wall because I was willing to give her time. People were mm. like poo-pooing Crystal early on from the first season. And I was like, no, give her time, give her time. We're now three seasons into Crystal and no, she's not bringing anything. No. Look, somebody can be a slow burn. I, th I feel like Sutton was a slow burn to be honest mm. with you, but she's bringing it by third season. She's bringing it. 
Crystal has nothing. She has nothing. I, like this this week's scene with her felt like the nail in the coffin where she's sitting there with her husband and what mm-hmm. she's doing is explaining why she's so withdrawn from the show. I'm not making fun of her issues with her eating disorder or emotions or things like that, but literally it was like an HR meeting and she was talking to him about her poor performance on the show as a housewife. She's like, they, they say I don't speak up. Mm-hmm. They say I'm not engaged. It's kind of like she was spelling out. She's not part of the show anymore. So, I mean, I guess she was looking for sympathy, but she really has, she's never, she doesn't bring anything. And they seem to have cut her out this season or trimmed her down. Yeah. And I think there's just a reason by then. Like, there's a reason. If you don't, if you're not bringing anything, you're not bringing anything. So, yeah. And it's not necessarily that you have to manufacture something. She just doesn't have, I think, much to offer yeah I think housewives wives wise not life wise or anything like that i'm just saying housewives yeah this is we're just talking about as a fit housewives is a job as a fit for the role it might not be her it might not be her it might not be for her um look monica i know the very different mm-hmm. circumstances monica and crystal are roughly the same age group same age, so they're on the younger side of Housewives. Look at all Monica achieved. Crystal is um she's giving friend of she's given a, a lot of times friend of energy. And I think now yep. it's like she she can't even deny it. Her main scene today her main scene was discussing why she's not a good real housewife. Yeah. And that's it. So I don't, I think either she just won't be on next season or she'll be a friend of. Yeah. I mean, but still, I don't think Anne-Marie is going to be on next season. She basically no. is a friend of, I mean, we saw a preview for next season and we're still going to be talking about Esophagate. Like, yeah. get off it. Like, get like I, we saw a preview at the beginning of the season of Anne-Marie, I think saying to Crystal, like, or maybe sudden, I made you relevant. I was like, you're not making anything relevant. If the only thing you're talking about is sudden small esophagus, like that's your only thing. Uh, I'm. How many more episodes do we have of this season? Because I no. Anne Marie has to become relevant before she can claim to make other people relevant. She's just like right. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I know mean, how she Monica literally a, made people relevant yeah. without them knowing that she was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at this point, and people were talking about that online. Who's had more screen time and more of an impact this season than Anne Marie? Um, Sutton's dating coach, matchmaker, she's been on more. At this point, maybe Crystal's husband has been on more. Like, Avi's been on more. Yeah, like, Avi. Avi's been a. Avi's giving main main character energy. Anne Marie's like a side note. Mm-hmm. She reminds me of um, not Eden. I can't even remember the woman's name. An early season, not Eden. There was some housewife who made like Zanuck. It was Marissa Zanuck. I mean, like she was just like a side character one season and then just moved on with her life. I don't think we're going to see him yep. again. Yeah. Last cat. If she's at the reunion, it will be the farthest seat from Andy. <laughs> She'll have one segment, 10 minutes. Yeah. 
part two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess the meat of this episode was Garcelle and Dorit hashing out their issues. It was painful to watch Dorit be so blind. Well, I was going to say like, yeah. Um, first of all, I give Garcelle credit for handling it this way because normally she -hmm. would either do it in confessional and not say anything or save it for the reunion and throw out an allegation like that. And instead she did handle it in a way housewives should because, uh, Dorit and Garcelle are mid, mid pack housewives, you know, I mean, they're, this season seems to be Kyle and Sutton. So they did create a scene, you know, they address things head on in a way Beverly Hills doesn't always do. And I thought I was impressed by that. Like they gave a, it wasn't all done in confessionals. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because, um, friend of the pod, um, who's another podcaster, she speaks Bravo. She did a, she kind of reposted the, the time when Garcelle and Kyle met up for lunch. Um, It was at the beginning of, I forget which season, but after at the reunion, so I guess it was, it was probably like 2021 or or 2022 after the, after basically the 2020 season when they were in, uh, in zoom reunion. And that's when the whole thing where Kyle accused Mm -hmm. uh, Garcelle of not paying at the charity event thing and that was very inflammatory and yeah. and garcelle got very upset and then in the next season they sat down and they had a lunch and garcelle explained to her why that was so upsetting to her and the way that kyle took that information in was basically 180 degrees from the way that dorit took the information because basically garcelle was having to say just about the same damn thing like she has to repeat herself like over and over again. Like mm. I wish she just could have said, "Can you go back to season blank episode blank where I just said this shit to Kyle?" Like there's your lesson there. Like what are you not getting? Like, like a Denise at the dinner party. Watch the show. Watch yeah. the show, Derek. <laughs> watch like, the show. Yeah. In this point, I think Garcelle would be totally right to say, "Watch the show." That's right. I was confl- I, I I honestly had to think about it a lot. Um, both sides, like trying to understand both sides. And the, really, when I think about it, Dorit has had plenty of experience to know better at this point. I don't think, I, I kind of agreed, like I saw um, Erica was playing the middleman here, and I kind of agreed with her. Like, I don't think Dorit had malicious intent with it. No. I do think she's intentionally yes. ignorant. Uh, I think she's, I think, and that's where, um, so I was trying, Erica, I think, interpreted it well. Well, but this is my thing, though. Erica said in her confessional around that conversation was like, I know, I know Dorit's heart. And whenever somebody says, I know somebody's heart, I feel like that's making an excuse for some sexist, misogynistic, racist, like whatever it is, is bullshit you know what i mean and i'm not saying i am not saying that dorit is intentionally racist i'm saying though that that when when garcelle called her it karen-like behavior she was 100 correct and the fact that 
Dorit keeps getting so defensive about it. And, and it, it can be tough. <laughs> I've been called out on behavior before as a white woman. And it's not, it's not fun. At the same time, I think it's worse. It's a worse feeling to be repeating those mistakes over and over again. It feels so much better to learn from it. Like it feels so much better to like go, oh, oh, I don't, because then you're no longer walking on eggshells or wondering or, or being on this like attack all the time. And that's, that's what Karens do because like they're not learning yeah. from anything. Once you learn from it, you're like, oh, now I know the path forward as opposed to feeling blind or feeling attacked all the time. So like when she was, when yeah, Garcelle was Jareed like. Jareed doesn't really absorb or learn. She's, I mean, look, this is a woman who truly, in my opinion, is middle class, who's wearing all these fucking designers with like big labels on them, trying to show off that she's rich, but she's not. Honey, you're middle class. This is what middle class mm. people wear. They wear big ass logos on top of themselves all the effing time. Like you're trying to act rich. In fact, I think she's trying to do right now though, this season, the quiet luxury. She's trying to look not as rich, but it's really tough for her because she really loves her logos and she really loves her labels, but she's trying not to look as rich because they're having IRS problems. Because this, uh, at this lunch, she was went for a more like a preppy look, just a, a sweater and an, a button down. It mm -hmm. was not, I didn't, I was looking at the sweater like, I don't see interlocking C's. I don't see LV's all over it. Mm -hmm. And yep. she toned down her hair as well. I think she's. She was signal. She was virtue signaling there. Yeah. Like show some humility or yeah. something it like was, that. It was. I just, I just think she just, I, I, I wish she could just like sit back and like stop, stop talking to herself in her head and, and just sit back and listen. Because I think Garcelle is like, Garcelle's right. Garcelle has been right. But also Garcelle has been so gracious with her and so gracious with most of this cast, to be honest with you. <laughs> and she just, Dorit is just, I mean, I find, I think Dorit is a fascinating housewife, but there are times when I just, I'm like, can you just shut your mouth? Like, and just listen. Do, what Dorit brings for me, which isn't, which isn't much, but um, she does bring that true Beverly Hills, Phyllis Neffler way of it. Like she's so vapid. She is so like, in, like they said, in her own bubble, mm -hmm. in her own world. And it's just so like frivolous, mm -hmm. like, you know, and it, it's kind of amusing mm -hmm. on her own, but not when she's like interacting in a negative, like in a damaging way with Garcelle. But I just mean in her own, she's like, in my head, a character. I don't, but, um, yeah, she doesn't really. I was I was watching her wheels spin while she had to sit and listen to Garcelle at that lunch because you know she needs to like f talk back or uh, to her. you know she has to circle it all back to her, and I could see her getting so frustrated. It was it was funny. She needed to sit back and listen, mm -hmm. and it was hard for her, but she was like, because Garcelle was like, kind of like, I'm not here to educate you, but. 
and then she got the lecture and I'm like, she's like, you're kind of a but I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just like, that was good. Well, actually, it just hit me. I was like, Dorit is a person who always has to be right. Mm-hmm. She always has to be right. She can't be wrong. So if if she feels that like, so she doesn't want to, she, yeah, she just can't admit to being wrong at all. She can't admit to like not knowing something. And that, so this is extremely hard for her. I mean, like the way she acted dumbfounded by it, that's where I was like, okay, we've been going through this for seasons. It wasn't the first time at mm-hmm. all. So, mm-hmm. oh, I do have a fun fact about where they sat down for lunch. Um, it's called Lakeside in Encino. It's literally, you could walk to Kyle's house, or I guess Dree lives around the corner. But anyways, <laughs> behind it, you guys saw this little lake, this little pond. It's called like Los Encinos State Park or something. Basically, when I was a little kid, I used to feed the ducks in the... I, I don't know if you guys can imagine me having some kind of wholesome... My grandma, who lived in the neighborhood there, too, um, would take us to the ducks uh, there. So behind this cold black heart is <laughs> yeah. I think they moved the, the ducks? ducks for the filming because they're still there. Yeah, you buy you'd buy like you put in like a quarter in a bag and some machine, and it gives you like bird seed. Mm. So that was charming. I mean, I was hoping you were like feeding them like cyanide pellets or something like that. That would make more sense. <laughs> I had, they told us to stop feeding them bread because, because you could bring your own bread to feed it, but I guess it could make the duck's stomachs explode. But it was kind of a circle of life moment though. From there, years later, I'm like, that looks familiar. And it's the housewife sitting down for a very tense. <laughs> Uh, racially charged mm-hmm. <laughs> confrontation. Yep. Oh my gosh. And well, right. Well, I mean, I don't know where else to go with that. I think we hit all the Bravo points. Yeah. So if you guys please start the new year off right, and the only right way to start it off is to rate, subscribe, review, and follow Pretty Corrupt Podcast. Make sure to share with your friends, family, frenemies, etc. And of course, head on over to uh, Instagram and TikTok where we're at Pretty Corrupt Podcast, at Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One, and adios. Cause, cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.